Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we have opening day roster projection version 3.0 and an interesting storyline that has come out of Philadelphia Phillies camp today that's worth at least monitoring. We'll break it all down on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is indeed Locked On Phillies. You know me. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. If you don't know me, credential Philadelphia Phillies media member. Been talking baseball in the city for years now. Uh, radio side, TV side, everything in between. Now happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube, the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. You can find us anywhere. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing wherever you do listen, especially if it's on YouTube. I appreciate the subscriptions. Just cleared a thousand subscribers earlier this week. So continued thanks for that. I appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. couple of uh, housekeeping things real quick before I jump into the episode. First of all, uh, I know if you're watching on YouTube today, my hair's all over the place. I look like I'm uh, uh, Charlie Day looking for Pepe Silvia. doesn't exist. Like, I look like I'm going insane. Uh, I promise. I just uh, I haven't brushed my hair since uh, my midday nap. And also, I got a comment on the last YouTube video. So uh, I want to just explain this to everybody. If you watch on YouTube, uh, one of our uh, viewers was saying, I love the show, but I hate how it always looks like you're looking directly at my forehead when you're reading something. Uh, could you not do that anymore? Totally understand. So it's when I'm going like this, I'm talking like this. Here's the thing, right? So uh, I'm going to pull up my camera here real quick. I'll show you real quick on the YouTube. Behind me is this window. It's, I know it's not great visual, but you get the general idea. Behind me is this big window that looks out of my apartment. And I'm not reading anything. I just sometimes when I'm deep in thought, I look up because it's more... Uh, it's more right in my eye level when I'm like looking up thinking, you know, when you're thinking, you always like look up and yeah, that's, that's my natural thing too. So if you think I'm just like staring off into the distance right above the camera, uh, it's cause I am, I'm just thinking that way, but I'm not reading anything or whatever. I'm trying to work on it. So we'll, we'll get that all squared away. Anyway, let's jump into today's episode, which is going to be, it's Wednesday. That means it's a uh, opening day roster projection version 3.0. And you might be saying, why do you do one of these every week and everything like that? Well, first off, there's going to be news coming out of spring training and performance and everything like that. I want to be able to update regularly what we're looking at there. Uh, Second off, I'm not that smart. So the more shots I get at getting this right, I can go back and say, hey, version 4.0 was 100% correct. So I told you, even if all the other ones were wrong. But the final one is reasons like what's going to happen today. Now, today, I've had an interesting idea about a change and part of it is news related. Part of it is um, just a little thought process I was going through because the conversation with the designated hitter spot yesterday was something that I revisited a couple times after doing the episode, thinking about it and saying, huh, who actually does DH? Because it's a very interesting question for the 2023 Phillies with Bryce Harper starting the season on the injured list, recovering from Tommy John. Uh, let me run down the version 2.0 roster real quick, the 26 man, and then we'll get into the uh, the position players with some changes coming up. 
to today's version of the projection. Now, last week I had J.T. Romuto, Garrett Stubbs, a catcher. That's probably going to stay the same forever. Uh, Reese Hoskins, Bryson Stott, Trey Turner, uh, Alec Bohm, Edmundo Sosa, and Josh Harrison were my six infielders. Five outfielders were Kyle Schwarber, Nick Cassianos, Brandon Marsh, Dalton Guthrie, Jake Cave, Kyle Schwarber, who went yard off of Andrew Painter down in spring training today in a, uh, a live at bat. So that was a little bit of fun to see. And Andrew Painter needs to know who the big dog is around here. We had 45-plus uh, home runs last year for the Philadelphia Phillies in the majors. Uh, Pitching-wise, starters were Wheeler, Walker, Nola, Suarez, and Falter on the last one. I had Andrew Painter starting down in the minors. And the bullpen was Gregory Soto, Craig Kimbrell, uh, Dominguez, Alvarado, Brogdon, Strom, Bellotti, and Nelson. That was version 2.0. Version 3.0, there will be some changes. Let's jump right into it. The catchers are going to stay the same the whole way. Uh, unless someone gets hurt in spring training, knock on wood, they won't. Ramuto and Stubbs are your catchers. Uh, I talked about the DH position, saying Stubbs may get more time if Ramuto plays first to allow Reese Hoskins to DH. I still think that's a possibility. But here's what we're doing. When I look at the infield, I see Hoskins, Stott, Turner, Boehm. Those are your starters. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. And then my depth guys were Edmundo Sosa and Josh Harrison. I feel good with those guys as well. I think they're both going to be on the major league roster to start the season. But no one from that group can DH. And when you look at the outfield group of Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos and Brandon Marsh as the starters and Dalton Guthrie and Jake Cave as the additional guys, as the depth pieces, I look at those depth piece guys, Guthrie and Cave, and say, well, I wouldn't really want either of those guys DHing. So who DHs? Your best DH right now, uh, all things considered, with Bryce Harper injured, is probably going to be sitting in Lehigh if that initial projection, or I guess the version 2.0 projection is correct. But we got reports this week that Edmundo Sosa is working on learning center field. I talked about it slightly in yesterday's episode. I'll bring it up again today more in depth because it changes my projection. Here's what the new 26 man is going to look like to me. Reese Hoskins, Bryce Stott, Trey Turner, and Alec Boehm are all going to make the team, no doubt. And Mundo Sosa is also going to make the team. Josh Harrison is going to make the team. And you're going to have a seventh infield player on the roster come opening day. His name is Derek Hall. He's going to primarily DH for you. He's going to be in that role. And the reason why I feel comfortable doing that is because Edmundo Sosa, if they can teach him center field, now becomes an infield-outfield hybrid. He can play both, which means I'd feel comfortable having Derek Hall up and bringing Edmundo Sosa basically positionless onto the roster. So you have six infielders, Hoskins, Stott, Turner, Bohm, Harrison, and Hall. You have four outfielders, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Brandon Marsh, and either Dalton Guthrie or Jake Cave. And then Sosa is just kind of this utility guy, super utility guy that could play everywhere. So that means you could bring up Derek Hall, and you could send down, or leave down rather, one of those other outfield depth pieces. To me, it's always felt like Dalton Guthrie was more liked by this organization than Jake Cave. He's better defensively. And I've talked about it multiple times. With this team and how good they're going to be offensively, just with these names, Romuto, Hoskins, Stott, Turner, Bohm, Schwarber, Castellanos. Just with those names. I'm not even mentioning Marsh because I don't know what he is offensively yet. I mean, you could even take Bryson Stott out of it. But with those top-tier names, and add Harper in there later on in the season, the benefit to depth, like the biggest thing that a depth piece on this team could have, is a player who has high-level defense. 
Guthrie's better defensively than Jake Cave, so I think he makes the team. But you have Edmundo Sosa as well, and technically seven infielders, four outfielders, with Edmundo Sosa's ability to flip between the two of those guys. It allows Derek Hall to come up to be the best possible DH in this organization right now with the lineup how it is. I like that. I do. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they actually look into doing. And then Mundo Sosa being able to play in the outfield gives you a little bit more versatility to have a guy like Derek Hall, who's literally just going to be a DH and maybe play first base on off days for Reese Hoskins, or maybe that's Shay Muto and then Garrett Stubbs uh, goes ahead and plays behind the dish and Derek Hall has a day off and Reese DHs or Derek Hall continues to DH and Reese gets a clean day off. Either way. That makes a whole lot of sense to me, and we'll see if the Philadelphia Phillies actually have that in mind, but that's somewhere I'm leaning now. And this, again, this is why we do this every week, because I find out Edmundo Sosa has a chance to play center field as a depth piece, and now the door is open for Derek Hall to end up being a part of this major league team. So that's the position players right there. The pitchers, yeah, another change is coming as well for the pitchers. I'm altering what I was saying, and I think you have an idea of where I'm going. This will be the last time, short of some major news saying where this one player is going to end up, this will be the last time I change it because I'm standing pat on what I think is going to happen with the fifth starter role. We'll discuss coming up next as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel who bring you today's episode, by the way, and the midway point of the NBA season is come and gone. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because you're right in the midst of Heading into the second half of the season, some huge games coming up and some huge chances for you to make good money on FanDuel. And because new customers, they get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So if you've never used FanDuel, go ahead and check that out. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, threes drain, all that good stuff. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All righty, time for the pitching aspect, the version 3.0 of the opening day 26-man roster. The starting pitchers, Zach Wheeler is going to be on the team. Aaron Nola is going to be on the team. We'll talk about his extension and everything like that continuing. I know I made comments about that uh, that uh, got a little traction on social media as well. Uh, I'll keep you updated on what I'm hearing on that front. Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are both going to be on the 26-man roster, though. So is Ranger Suarez. So is Taiwan Walker. The only question with the starters is and has always been that fifth starter. Now, last time I had Bailey Falter in it. I can't rightfully do that anymore. I'm too much in the camp of Andrew Painter being on this team opening day. I'm putting Andrew Painter there. He's sticking there. Short of them saying he's not ready or short of them saying he's not making the team and sending him out of camp or anything like that, he's going to stay there. The five starters are going to stay the same. Unless, again, knock on wood, something crazy happens injury-wise with one of the other starters, which is why we'll continue to list them. But, yeah, Andrew Painter is locked into that fifth role for me. That's what I got short of any news that comes out of spring training. Like if we go a week and it's next Wednesday and Andrew Painter just continued to do his normal thing there at spring training and there's no good or bad news on him. It was just like, yeah, he's here. He's working on it. We're seeing what the kids got. He will continue to be in that starting rotation on opening day for me. That's my personal opinion. That's how I feel. I know a lot of people disagree because of the innings count and wanting him to work in Lehigh 
and not knowing if he's ready or not right off the bat and service time and all this stuff. I get it. I think he's ready. He's going to be the fifth starter in the rotation for me on opening day. Now, what does that mean? Because that puts Bailey Falter down in the minors, unless I have him in the bullpen. No, you know what? I don't think I will have him in the bullpen. I'm going back to what I had initially. So Gregory Soto, Craig Kimbrell, Saranthi Dominguez, and Jose Alvarado, they're all staying in the pen. Now, a lot of you want Dominguez. We talked about it in our off-the-pole poll question from this past weekend. A lot of people want Dominguez to start. Or to start, sorry, to close. To close, could you imagine that starter, Saranthi Dominguez, as your, uh, your seventh starter or sixth starter or whatever it is with how many starting pitchers this team has? No. A lot of people want Saranthi Dominguez to close. I think it'll be Soto. I understand the concern about him getting wild at times. I think he's most comfortable in that role of any of these guys. And I feel like you'd be, I've talked about it ad nauseum, how much benefit you get from having Saranthi Dominguez and Jose Alvarado able to move around in their roles in the bullpen to help you where you need it most on any given day or night. Anyway, going to be on the team regardless. Alvarado on the team, Dominguez on the team, Kimbrough on the team, Soto on the team. Brogdon, Bilotti, and Strom. Those are guys that really, and if this is the 2021 bullpen, uh, Connor Brogdon might be closing, Matt Strom might be your best lefty, and Andrew Bilotti would probably be like your seventh or eighth inning guy. Now they're just they're depth pieces. They'll get work in on a night where you're up four, down four, all this other good stuff, where you're not in a typical reliever situation for one of your top guys. Those guys are valuable relievers. Nick Nelson is a long reliever, and he's a guy that, again, I'll tell you again why Nick Nelson is on this team and Bailey Falter starts in Lehigh. At some point this year, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to go with a six-man rotation. I, You can bet your absolute house on that, everything you own. There will be a point in the season where the Philadelphia Phillies go with a six-man rotation. I promise you that. Absolutely promise you it's going to happen because of Andrew Painter, because of the long seasons that Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and Ranger Suarez went through last year. Taiwan Walker season was a little bit shorter because he played with the Mets, and I believe they got knocked out in the wild card round. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. But also, I listen, a playoff season for Taiwan Walker, too. It was a long season for a lot of these guys last year. Andrew Painter, you got to mitigate the innings that he throws to some extent. I think less so than everyone else thinks, but still, you got to do that. Six-man rotation is going to happen for the Philadelphia Phillies this year. And Bailey Falter does you no good if he's in the major league bullpen. He does you more good if he's in Lehigh starting every fifth day and stretching the arm out so that when he comes up, it's not, okay, we have a six-man rotation, but every six days, Bailey Falter's going to throw three or four innings and then he's not stretched out enough and you're going to have to go to the bullpen and tax your bullpen. No, no, I do not want it. I want him down in the minors starting because he's valuable as a starter to this organization. He's too good to be a long reliever in the bullpen. He's better than Nick Nelson as a pitcher. So it might sound a little bit crazy to have him in the minors, being that he's better. And I say all the time, Andrew Painter, uh, you want to have your best pitchers up here, your best 26 men up on the major league roster. But in this case, it just makes sense for having his arm ready to go when he gets in a situation where he has to come up and be the sixth starter. I don't want Christopher Sanchez to make any starts this year for this baseball team. That means health. That means Bailey Falter was good. It means the bullpen has been saving these guys' arms. It means Andrew Painter worked out. 
That's a great scenario. That'd be a great indicator of success this year is how many starts does Christopher Sanchez make? Uh, you know what? And injuries are a weird thing. So you never know when he's going to have to make a spot start or if there's like a double header because of rain or something like that. So I'll say last year, Christopher Sanchez, he made three starts at the major league level. I need him to make two or less this year. And that would be a good indicator of how good this starting pitching has been. But yes, Nick Nelson's still going to make the team for me. Bailey Falter is going to start in Lehigh. And that's how I'm trotting out the pitchers for 2023 opening day. So let's review. Ramuto Stubbs, a catcher. Hoskins, Stott, Turner, Bohm, Sosa, Harrison, and Hall as your infielders. Seven infielders. A, a new one added on top of what I've had in the past two projections. Schwarber, Castellanos, Marsh, and Guthrie are your outfielders with the understanding that Edmundo Sosa can also back up an outfield position at points if need be. Wheeler, Walker, Nola, Suarez, and Painter are your five starting pitchers with Bailey Falter going to Lehigh. The bullpen stays the same as it was in my projection 2.0. Soto, Kimbrell, Dominguez, Alvarado, Brogdon, Strom, Bellotti, and Nelson are your arms you go into the season with. So there you have it. That's version 3.0 of my projection for the opening day roster. Subject to change, as always, and something that we'll discuss again next Wednesday and see if anything flipped around or what we're hearing from spring training, especially now that you have all the position players there. You have an idea of who's going to be good, who's going to be not. Just a base idea. Who looks like they're coming into camp ready? Who looks like they're coming into camp tired? Who looks like they're coming into camp injured? This, that, and the other thing. So we'll keep you updated on all that news breaking out of spring training throughout the week, and it'll reflect in next week's uh, version 4.0 of the opening day roster. But that's this one. And you know what? There's an interesting guy that's now on the scene for the Philadelphia Phillies. His name is Noah Song. I don't know if you're familiar with Noah Song's story at all, but he would have to be a part of that major league roster the entirety of the 2023 season if he was going to be with the Phillies this year. There's no minor leagues. No, he's going to be on the roster, the 26th man, not just the 40 man, if you look at a certain situation. Because Noah Song, well, he's on what's called the military list. And if you're not familiar with it, well, it's a very interesting caveat in baseball rules that has to deal with active service in the military. And we'll discuss coming up next one of the more interesting fringe stories and sideline uh, items to keep an eye on at Philadelphia Phillies spring training as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this guy, Noah Song. Who is he, first of all? 25-year-old pitcher. Hasn't thrown competitively since 2019 in low A ball. I know. That's crazy, right? So why does this guy matter whatsoever? He's just some dude that probably shouldn't even be at camp or anything like that. Well, he went and served in the Navy, and he just got discharged, so he's able to go to Philadelphia Phillies Major League Camp. He's expected to join the team coming up tomorrow. His background, he was a fourth-round overall, or sorry, fourth-round pick by the Red Sox in 2019 out of the Naval Academy. Makes sense, of course, you're required to serve after graduating from the Naval Academy. You could have put that together. Pitching the minors after signing, but had to fulfill his military commitment. He wanted to forego his military service, but was denied by the Department of Defense. They said, no, you got to serve. So he served active duty in the Navy. Uh, he remained a part of the Red Sox organization. Phillies selected him in the Rule 5 draft this past December. So he got his exception. He's allowed to come to Major League Camp. There's a weird rule with the military uh, the military list or whatever it's called 
put on there. Let me find the tweet here. I believe it was Matt Gelb that had it. Because normally Rule 5 draft, you got to be on the 40-man roster. Like you have to remain on the 40-man roster. You get put on there automatically. That's one of the rules for the Rule 5 draft. But with the military list, I believe the requirement would be not only does he have to be on the uh, on the 40-man, but he would have to be on the 26-man roster going into and staying for the entire season. Okay. So had Song not been discharged until after the 2023 season, this is according to a tweet from Matt Gelb, he would have only had to spend 90 days on the active MLB roster in 2024 to satisfy Rule 5 requirements. But now it has to be all of 23 all of 2023 season. So he has to be on there and uh, a member of the major league team. Will he make it? No, probably not. Like most likely a guy who's never pitched above uh, low A that ended up taking years off from actually pitching competitive baseball will not make it. A very interesting story though. And a guy that gets to at least be in major league camp and live out his dream, be part of the 40 man and the roster invitees and everything like that. And see if he's got a shot. Now, if he, you're saying, well, what happens if he's not on the major league roster the whole time? He gets offered back to the Red Sox organization. Then he has to go through clear waivers if they don't take him and everything like that. It's a whole process that basically require, basically guarantees he's not going to end up back with the Phillies. So essentially, just count it as a release. Basically, like if he's not on the 26 man, he's gone from the organization. Is that worth giving up a roster spot on a championship contending team? This guy better be pretty special if it is. And I don't know if that it is, but it's a big moment for Noah Song, who's been waiting a long time for this opportunity to be a part of a major league spring training. Uh, kid clearly was good enough if he got drafted in the fourth round. I have to go back and check because I played Naval Academy when I was in college, played against them. May have seen Noah Song. So I got to go look back and see. He might have been a little bit younger than me, but we may have crossed paths in our collegiate careers. So I'll have to go ahead and check that out. I'll update that for you in a later episode. But that's the situation with Noah Song. Just got done his active duty time in the Navy, was discharged to go to spring training, and now is a chance to uh, pursue his dream. So it's a fun little side topic to talk about, uh, a feel-good story that he's getting to do this at all, whether or not he makes the team. So that's uh, that's your update on who Noah Song is, one of the more interesting names and backstories to a player at Philadelphia Phillies spring training this season. That's all for today's Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast: YouTube, Odyssey app, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all that good stuff. You know I always list it out. Go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Really appreciate that. It really helps us out here at Locked On Phillies. And make your second listen every day, Locked On MLB Prospects, Lindsey Crosby. This is his time of year, trying to figure out who's going to make the Major League roster. Who are the young guys that you're going to see on opening day? Who's going to get sent down? Who's going to get left down? Who's going to sit and wait for service time and that dumb rule? Listen, Lindsay knows all that great stuff. So check out Locked On MLB Prospects, available wherever you get your podcasts, same places as Locked On Phillies. That's all again for today's episode. And I will talk to you on the next Locked On Phillies tomorrow.